All right, guys, we are live. I'm going to wait a couple minutes to get started fully, um, but we are uh, we are live, and we are going to talk a little bit today about <clears throat> some ways, as the title say, as the title you know says, learn how to change your health and fitness routine for life. Basically couple things I want to go over today in terms of like the um, just the overall or the overarching you know idea is we all have excuses we all have things that get in our way and we all have things that prevent us from fully reaching our goal and I understand that and I totally totally get that um, I I do as well you know, I have the same kind of um, issues as well. And really, at the end of the day, I try to think about how my example, my, you know, me leading by example, or at least it, I'm, trying, I'm trying to word this the right way. Um, basically, I don't want to be a hypocrite, right? I don't want to. I don't want to say this. I want to do this, but but not have the um, uh, proof to back it everything up. So I'm going to wait about another oh ten fifteen seconds here, and then we're going to get started with the full live uh, podcast here. So I started a little early, um, but we are going to get started here right now. Okay, so again, one of the things that we need to look at whenever we're trying to think about changing our lifestyle and our our um, our health and fitness routines or whatever, we 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 need to set our goals right now. I'm not going to go through and and talk about like how to set up smart goals, how to set up you know different things, but the the goal here, the idea is. Everyone should have some sort of goal, whether that's an activity goal, uh, uh, a weight loss goal or a strength gain goal or, you know, something, some sort of goal that that you have that you put in uh, place to keep you motivated. Now, we've gone over a million different ways on how we motivate our clients through the use of behavior change models, coping mechanisms to build their self-efficacy. And what I wanted to review today, or what I really wanted to state today, is kind of a uh, a plan, a template, if you will, that's going to help you organize your health and fitness routine uh, for good, uh, to come up with something that's going to work for you, for your to change your lifestyle for the better for life. Now, I'm not saying there's one routine you're going to do the rest of your life or like one exercise plan, follow this plan and you'll have all the fitness goals you want. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is a way to be accountable because we know consistency is king and we know that we need to stay accountable, whether that's to ourselves, to a personal trainer, to uh, to somebody you've told. You know, you've heard all kinds of strategies. Like a lot of people say, hey, I'm going to run a marathon and they tell everybody. And they tell people because they know people are going to ask them, hey, how's that marathon training going? And they don't want to have to say, oh, I haven't started yet or it's not going well. 
they say that to keep them motivated, right? And there's a lot of different ways, a lot of, lot of different ways to do that. So the, the thought process here is when we sit down to try to figure out what it is that we want in our lives, what, what does our life look like in an ideal scenario? So, so don't worry about time. Don't worry about money. Don't worry about, you know, access to certain equipment. Don't, don't worry about that right now. First thing you have to do is figure out what it is that you want. So I'm going to start this exercise off today by telling you what I want and what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to tell you how we have worked it to where devised the system, we'll say, to help you get to where you want to go. Um, before I get into what I'm doing, I want to talk a little bit about the genesis of this particular podcast today. You guys have heard me talk, and this will be the slight rant here. You guys have heard me talk a lot about um, people online, like the gurus. And, you know, I, I talk a lot about the business gurus that try to, you know, get 30 leads in 30 days and, you know, all that kind of stuff. What I ha what you haven't heard me talk a lot about are, you know, the the uh, people that talk about certain things in the fitness space, like the actual, you know, routines and exercises and plans. And, you know, we I don't. I don't try to knock anyone's hustle. I don't want to try to, you know, crap on anyone. But there are some things lately. You guys heard me talk a couple of weeks ago about the the lady who was claiming, you know, that you know losing fat doesn't actually make you healthier, and how a lot of YouTubers have already covered that. I'm not going to go into that in detail, but you've heard me talk a lot about these things. And what's really frustrating is that I see these people gaining some steam and it's really concerning and this isn't you know me being an old boomer getting all you know butt hurt that the young generation of trainers and dietitians and everything are doing things differently than what i would do no this is this is misinformation that's getting out there uh everything from you know people blasting about trt uh, to people talking about healthy at any size, to people talking about, you know, uh, they feel they feel good and, and at, you know, and they losing weight is toxic and diet culture is toxic. And there are some things in, in every aspect, in every genre of every, um, you know, uh, not genre, that's not the right word, every uh, business, every every field of study, whatever, there's always going to be some toxic things. And those are that's okay because that gives us something to work on. You know, that gives us a, an area to, to further our studies. We're never going to be perfect, right? We're never going to have everything solved. You've heard me talk about personal training is personal. So one diet plan is not going to fit everybody. Everyone reacts differently. One training plan is not going to fit everybody, which is why I'm not going to sit here and give a training plan. My goal here tonight is simply to tell you what I'm going to do, how I'm going to keep myself accountable, and how I want to hold all of you accountable. I, I want you guys to follow. You don't have to follow my plan, but follow some of the procedures. I've I've written out templates. I'll talk about them in a minute that will help you do this, and I will keep you accountable. I'm offering this for free. I'm not I'm not charging a thing. But again, the genesis of this whole idea comes from. I'm kind of tired and I'm kind of over the the 
stuff that I see on on uh, Instagram and I don't really watch TikTok, but I see a lot of them that are reposted other places. Um, you know, YouTube, where people are promoting things that are either a dangerous, b incorrect, or c just silly, trying to get views. Um, again, not going to sit here and go through each thing and call out. You know, I don't like this person because they say this, or this person they can say that. But like I said, the 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 fact of the the main ones are the healthy at any size. You're not. You're dying. If you're overweight, you may not be having any major health problems right now, but we will. You will. It, I mean, there are always exceptions that prove the rule. So there might be someone out there that's morbidly obese that goes their whole life without having any high blood pressure or cholesterol or diabetes. It's extremely unlikely. And it, that would be extremely rare. And so, yes, we want you to be confident. And so if you sit here and tell me that you're confident in your body and you're confident um, and you don't let your your <clears throat> obesity uh, ruin your day or, you know, or keep you from doing anything, that's great. That's good. That is positive. We like that. You should be confident, confident enough to step into the gym, confident enough to um, – you know, own up to what you need to do to get your life back in order. And if you feel beautiful and feel pretty, no matter what weight you are, then great. That's awesome. We like that. That's good. What's not good is denying the fact that you are unhealthy. We use the health belief model all the time. You guys have heard me talk about that a thousand times. And this, these people who, who claim this are perfect candidates to use that health belief model. They have to see – they cognitively can understand that obesity can cause a lot of these health problems. But because they don't have those health problems yet, maybe obesity is not going to affect them. And there has to be some sort of event or something that will get them to believe that that fact. And that's not easy easily done. But again, that's where the problem lies is that – they haven't had any ill effects yet, so they don't think it's a problem. And they're conflating being confident in their self, no matter what their weight, and being healthy. And those are two different things. Like I said, I think it's good that you're confident. I mean, I see a lot of people who are overweight. They're like, I'm not letting this slow me down. I'll go out and do what I want, wear what I want, dance how I want. Okay, that's great. More people should learn from you about how to have that kind of confidence. I mean, there's there's things that that I'm self conscious about, you know, but I don't let it hold me back. Why? Because again, I want to work on it. I want to fix it, but I also am not going to let things hold me back. I'm not going to uh, not take my shirt off at the beach if I feel like I'm not the biggest and the strongest, the most jacked guy on the beach, right? Um, no, I'm going to take my shirt off at the beach because I'm at the beach and I want to take my shirt off, right? Um, now, the other the other big part of this, and this is this is I'm going to talk more about this when I talk about my particular plan, but but the the performance enhancing drugs it that it, I'm it's at a fever pitch as far as I'm concerned. It needs to stop. It needs to stop bad quickly because. The thing that we are running into are youth uh, and, and you know early 20s men and women getting on SARMs, 
getting on TRT or straight up steroids. And they are messing their bodies up because they don't understand the ramifications. I've quoted a study before, um, and I, I'll have to I'll have to find the link and, and post it somewhere. I don't have it right here because I wasn't thinking about it ahead of time, but but um, I got it now. Um, when this particular researcher asked about 4,018 year olds if they could take a pill one time, just one time, and they'd have every athletic goal or every physical body goal that they'd ever want, uh, they'd have it instantly. But they'd be dead by the time they turned 30, which was 12 years away. 90% of them said they would take it. I think it was a little over 90, like 93% said they would take the pill. Why? Not because they're so obsessed with sports or so obsessed with their bodies, but because at that point, they don't, they haven't, they can't conceptualize 30 is 12 years away. To them, that's about half their life or, you know, whatever, because in the first few years, you don't really remember, right? So maybe they've, they're 18, they, they, they can recall back to when they were like four, you know, three or four or something like that. So they don't remember the first couple of years. But that to them, it seems like over half a lifetime away. Like that's, I've lived this long. That's twice my life. That's, yeah, sure, I'll do that. Their brains haven't even finished forming yet, right? They, they're they not 100% done with all of their process, um, uh, their brain processing skill yet has not fully developed, right? Not for another year or two, you know, give or take a, a year. So these individuals, are, are very skewed. So it, it didn't, that study wasn't about like how many people really want to take PEDs. The study was really about how that age group really isn't qualified to make long-term health decisions, right? And so when we as uh, older YouTubers and podcasters and social media influencers put out information or talk about drugs, PEDs, that's, these kids get on it they hear it and they do it and it messes them up for a long time. If they're on a lot of uh, testosterone, synthetic testosterone, their body's natural production slows down. I mean, they all know this. They know that going into it, but they don't understand how that's going to affect them when they say they're 30, 35 and they decide they don't want to do that stuff anymore. Well, they might have to because their body may be so damaged that they are not going to naturally produce testosterone anymore. Right? regardless of any other side effects. So the point is, you know, you need to be very conscious of what you're saying and what you're doing. And we as consumers need to be conscious of what we watch. So when an 18 year old is, you know, put in their video, I took SARMs for a year and here's what happened. Don't click on that video. Don't give that any reinforcement, right? Because, and I'm not trying to take business away from somebody, but I, what I'm trying to do is, is, you know, really step in and, and intervene where there's some some really bad health stuff going on. Sorry, my brain's going a million miles an hour. There's some really bad habits being formed there that that are detrimental to their long term health, and they don't know it yet. They don't understand. They don't comprehend it yet because they're not old enough to. Right. And there are a lot of YouTubers. There's a lot of social media people that are very open about their substance use either current and or past. And their mind is, well, I'm open and honest about it. So, you know, I can tell people the good, the bad and the ugly, and I'm just putting it out there for my journey. Well, that's fine. 
you know, I'm not saying you can't talk about steroids, you can't talk about TRT, but you need to be careful on how you present it. I still will maintain there's a lot of social media people out there that, that talk about taking these things, not because they need to, but because they want to achieve a certain thing. Like, I won't name names, but there are a couple people that have decided they're, they're going to take TRT, or, you know, uh, testosterone replacement therapy or hormone replacement therapy, not because they need it, not because they're low T, but because they want to achieve, you know, they want the most out of life. And as, as we age, we know testosterone goes down. So they want to make sure that they have maxed out levels, right? Or, you know, levels that they can, you know, achieve a physique and, and muscle build and uh, burn body fat and have a libido and strong erections and all that good stuff, you know, well, well into their 60s. And again, there's nothing wrong with wanting those things. But but there are ways to do that naturally, right? There are ways you can achieve that. And and if you're going to do that, th these these people will tell you like, well, yeah, you can, but it's really difficult. Uh, and it's easier to, to do this. And I'm still working hard in the gym. I'm still putting the hours in. I'm still watching what I eat. I'm just, this is like a dietary supplement, just like taking a multivitamin. And it's not just like taking a multivitamin. Now, I'm not saying don't take it or you should never take it. I'm saying only take it if you need it. So, for example, getting into my personal journey, uh, I mentioned this uh, the other day uh, in the podcast. What I'm going to be doing is kind of charting my progress, charting what I'm going to do. Uh, now, again, I'm not saying there's a particular workout template that you have to follow or like one that works better for others. But whatever the workout is, you know, that's going to fit your goal. So my goal is I want a better physique, right? I've. I've trained for performance my whole life. I'm not really doing that anymore. I'm not competing in weightlifting, and I don't really feel like doing Tough Mudders anymore. Um, I'm not saying I'll never do those again, but just right now, I want bigger arms, bigger chest, bigger quads, bigger shoulders, bigger back. I just want to get bigger, right? Uh, and I want to decrease the body fat around my midsection. I don't have a ton of body fat, in it, but it's all right around my midsection, and I want it gone, right? And I know that there's a lot of factors that, prohibit me in my lifestyle. One biggest one is sleep, but I'll get to that in a minute. Um, but I've had a lot of people over my career ask me, when will I start using TRT? As if it's a foregone conclusion. Well, you're in the health and fitness industry, so surely you make your money by, you know, your physique, right? I'm like, well, to some degree, yes, you know, you got to walk the walk and you got to look like you know what you're doing. I, I do understand that and I do get that. And I think I I think people can look at me and understand that I work out, but I'm not the leanest I could be, right? And I want to change that for a number of reasons. But I I want to make sure that the information I put out or if people view me as an influence, that they know that I did everything I could naturally before I would ever entertain doing replacement therapy. So what I'm going to be doing is I've I've ordered my test. It's not in yet. I just ordered it the other day. I'm having a, a, a testosterone test come in and some other blood work stuff done so we can get a, a baseline. So um, we'll just kind of see where I'm at. And, and if I'm low, you know, for whatever reason, I'm going to try to have the most optimal conditions. I'm going to sleep really well. I'm going to be very hydrated. Um, you know, it's not going to be after a, a really hard workout. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to be in the, the, the most optimal 
testosterone state I could be in when I take the test. And that'll give me a, a good number of where I'm probably at most of the time. Now, there are, are other like ways you can tell whether your testosterone is, is dipping, you know, like decreased libido, decreased, you know, erection strength, uh, decreased uh, muscle mass, increased body fat, energy levels down. There's a lot of things you can gauge right by by those kind of things uh and if you're having one or most or some of those then then you know you might have a reason to test your testosterone what you could also look at is your lifestyle choices are your lifestyle choices causing these things to go down uh or or you know and if and if so then get everything in your life in order and if you're still low with testosterone then then the trt might be uh a, a thing you need to do or should do. And so, for example, if I have my testosterone checked and it's low under optimal conditions, then, yeah, I might consider doing it. So, again, I'm not anti-TRT or HRT or anything like that. I'm anti-using it just because without maximizing everything else in your routine. So then someone might say, well, if I've maxed out everything in my routine and I still want that extra little bit, is it okay to take? Well, again, you have to weigh the, the the pros and cons of it. I personally don't don't think you should. I don't think you should mess with your body's chemistry unless you have to, unless it's needed. Um, that's just my personal opinion, uh, and I think you'll get more out of life that way. Uh, some people might disagree that if they're taking the TRT, they'll have more energy and more muscle and decreased body fat, and they'll they'll enjoy the life more. Well. I, I disagree only because it doesn't teach us healthy habits. That's just my personal opinion. So what am I going to do? As I said, I'm going to test all that baseline data, and then I'm going to uh, follow a program. Now, I still like to lift heavy, and I'm still going to incorporate lifting heavy in my routines. I'm not going to stop doing that. I am increasing my high-intensity interval-style cardio, and I'm also going to be doing some lifting – or pardon me, some running uh, longer distances – uh, every time I've done that in the past, I have leaned out really quickly, um, and it just works for me. Running uh, works. I When I'm in good running shape, which I'm not now, but when I am, I do actually have pretty good running form. I'm a very efficient runner. Uh, most of you maybe, maybe remember I did a lot of Tough Mudders, um, you know, 13-mile deals. I've done a half marathon. I used to do a lot of 5Ks and some sprint triathlons, so I've had some – endurance, you know, training and, and, um, and I've run a lot of miles and I, I have good running form. So when I get going, I can run efficiently and I can, I can burn a lot of calories and I tend to lean out pretty quickly when I incorporate more running. So I'm going to up my cardio, but I don't want to lose any strength. So I'm going to use a periodized program to where I can increase my running, uh, to help decrease my body fat, but also continue to, to, to lift heavy. Now I know I can do lifting protocols where I don't have to do any running, but I also enjoy running from a mental standpoint. I love running with my headphones in at night and I can just get lost in my head. I think about work. I think about all kinds of things and I do some really good problem solving when I do that. I really do. I love it. You know, Chelsea always wants to run together and I, you know, lo love my wife dearly, but I don't want to run with her. A, she's 20 times faster than I am. So I feel like I'm, you know, even if she's running slow, I feel like 
I'm holding her back. But I also just, uh, I also just from the sake of that's kind of like time where I can escape and I can get into a rhythm. My heart rate gets into the rhythm, the steps. I feel the steps. Uh, I hear the steps, the pounding of the pavement and I get into that rhythm and I love it. Right. Uh, and that's good for my mental health, but also, you know, heart health and all that other good stuff. Right. But I'm going to do that. I'm going to I'm going to increase my running. I'm going to li- still lift heavy. I'm going to squat two to three times a week, bench two to three times a week, or at least variations of um, deadlift once every ten days or so. Um, deadlifts take a lot out of me, as as it takes a lot of out of ugh, takes a lot out of a lot of people. Um, I am going to deadlift conventional, uh, but I might have some accessory work in there with the um, trap bar. I've just I've used the trap bar more the last year and I, I just really like it. It's just a lot of fun. Um, but I, I, but I do like, uh, conventional deadlifting as well. And so I'm going to bring that back once every 10 days or so. Um, that being said, as far as my nutrition, my nutrition, I'm going to be tracking, uh, a certain amount of, uh, calories, maintenance calories, maybe a little less. I don't, uh, I don't really care what my body weight is. I am trying to get back down to around 10 to 11% body fat and then maintain that. Uh, that's where I was most of my adult life. And I was pretty happy with more of my body fat was I've been, you know, 8% for, for a couple years in a row and that looked good. And I liked that, but I also was being very strict with that. And I'm at a point in my life where I don't want to be that strict. Uh, I want to I want to have the most out of life, and part of that is enjoying some things like I like beer, I like craft beer, I and you know it's not to say that I couldn't do that and be at eight percent, but at the same time, uh, ten to eleven percent I think is still pretty darn good and healthy. I'm right now I will do an official test soon, but I I would guess I'm around sixteen percent, maybe sixteen point five percent right now. Um, I weigh about two ten. Uh, 209 to 210, somewhere in that range. So I'll do an official weigh-in and everything when I get my uh, testosterone test, and we'll just I'll just have a like one one. Uh, it'll probably be on the YouTube page where I'll do all my metrics uh, all in one day just for a baseline. Um, but then my my diet in terms of macronutrient breakdown, because I'm going to be doing a little bit more cardio, I'm going to have probably about 50% of my my calories. Uh, around uh, carbohydrates, um, 30% uh, protein and 30% uh, fat. I might switch that to 25% fat, 25% protein, um, because I'm going to need to, you know, have a lot of energy, a lot of carbs for those running. Now, when I'm running more, when I when I cycle into a more lifting phase, it'll probably drop, and my my body fat or the fat macronutrients and protein macronutrients will probably both go to uh, 30% and carbs down to 40. Um, that's always been, you know, really good for me, but everyone's different and everyone's different based on their goals. Right. But I'll be in a slight calorie deficit. So I'll probably be around 24 to 2,700 calories is where I'll probably land most days. Um, last year, year and a half, I was probably pushing closer to 3000, maybe a little over, but my goal was to bulk up. And I did, I put on about seven or eight pounds of muscle in a little over a year. And I put on about 10 or 15 pounds of body fat. So not great, but 
it is what it is. And that's what happened. Um, I didn't, I was not real strict on my diet. My exercise, you know, I kept lifting, but I did get stronger, uh, noticeably. And I feel like I got bigger in the areas I wanted to get bigger. I still want to keep, keep that progress going, but I also want to, um, uh, lean out as well. That's more important to me right now, uh, for health and honestly, purely for aesthetics. So, uh, there are some ways that I'm going to hold myself accountable. Uh, but there's also some ways I want to sh share with you to help you guys stay accountable. Now, one of the things that I have created, and I created this uh, before the pandemic. I used it with one client. I created it for one client in particular. Shout out to Lauren. Uh, and I think it worked fairly well. Uh, it, it needed some tweaking, and, and I have done said tweaks. Uh, but the idea was good, and the idea was there. Then when we got into the pandemic and I was training some people at home um, or remotely, I used this uh, really well to keep the accountability up. And that was the main thing. It's like I knew how to deliver workouts to people at home, or we could do Zoom workouts if they wanted to, but really it's that accountability. A lot of times, most of my clients are paying me for the accountability. And so how can I do that? If, if you guys are listening and you're not you're not in – in Greenville, South Carolina, how can I keep you accountable? Well, this is how. So what I'm going to be doing is uh, using what I call the grade book. Uh, now, I've taken some documents that I've created over the years, and I've put them all into one big thing. But the, the grade book is just as it says. So most of you may know I, I was a professor for, for many years, um, 2008 to 2015 at Ottawa Four of those years, I was full time. Uh, the fir first four years were, were more of an adjunct, or not more of, but as, as an adjunct. Um, but I taught there for a long time, and I used a grade book, you know, digitally, uh, as most uh, professors did and do. And I really liked the one I came up with. And so, using this grade book, I've added basically, or I've taken just a basic grade book template. And I added in what I call my scorecard. So it tells you what your grade is for the day, for the week, for the month. But it also uh, incorporates uh, several different pieces of data in your grade, whether that's um, you know your, your nutrition grade, your exercise grade, and then your personal development grade. And a personal development grade or um, what uh, – um, Oh gosh, Andy Frisella calls his power list. Um, it's using a, a variation of that power list to rate things uh, that you need to do or to have things that you need to do that are going to improve you personally and or professionally uh, that you need to get done before you allow yourself any of your fun free time, right? So we've talked about this before and I'm not going to go into great detail right now because um, I, there's I want to get to some other things, but you know, the idea being you're going to have some things on your list that you need to work on to better yourself. And those are personal. I, I can help you come up with those answers, but you can also know what those may be off the top of your head. And those are personal. I don't need to know those. So even if you're going to use my template, I don't need to know it. Even if I can see the template, you can code it in a certain way. That's that's what Lauren did. I, I never knew what her personal goals were. Um, and. 
you'll be graded based on you know whether you achieve those. But if if you think about it, if you win that day, if you if you pass everything that day, you get a passing grade for that day. Uh, then then you know then you win the next day, then the next day. If you win you know four out of the seven days, then you win that week. And if you win three weeks out of the the month, then you win that month. See what I'm saying? And and you can build that accountability, and you can build that that efficacy, that self-efficacy by seeing these little wins stack up daily and it becomes like a game and you get addicted, addicted, addicted to, uh, you know, racking up your score. Right. I hate to use that word addicted, but, but you know, it is, it is fitting here. It's, it's infectious, right? We want to, we want to make sure that, uh, that, you know, this is something fun, something that we look forward to. Uh, you know, we, we always say we train to live. We don't live to train. We want you to get out there and do a lot of things. So there's a lot of things that you can put into this that are your goal. So, for example, my goal, in addition to having more of, of an aesthetically pleasing body, at least in my idea, my ideal, I have an image in my head of what I want to look like. I also have things I want to be able to do and that some of that's weights I want to be able to lift. But other things I just want to be able to go do, and um, you know, those are on my list. But there's other personal things I want to work on. There's other activities. There's other business ventures that I want to, you know, work on. There's there's lots of things that I I want to do. But how do you do it? How do you do it all? Where's the time? Well, you prioritize it with this power list. And it, mine's a little bit different than than what uh, Priscilla said in his. Uh, but that's where I got the idea from. So I want to give him credit for that. Um, you know, but that, that coupled with the nutrition score and the fitness score will give you your daily grade. And then with that, you have a, uh, a graph that shows your progress in your goals. So you could have 10 goals. It doesn't matter how many goals you have, but you have all these goals set up and we can track in real time based on, you know, when you input the data. How close you are to achieving your goal percentage wise. You're 50% there, 60% there, 70% there. And then it gives you kind of like a timeline, like, okay, you're going to be there in five weeks, four weeks, three weeks, you know, and all that's built into one packet, digital packet. It's a Excel, uh, form. Now I know a lot of people don't like Excel. A lot of people think they're archaic, but that's what I built it on and I like it and it works and it's worked well with my clients. So I'm sticking with it. Uh, and I was able to code in everything that I wanted in there, you know, uh, as opposed to, you know, trying to find a pre built one that had some of the features, but not all the features. So that's why we're using that. But all of this I'm putting out to you. And if you have, things. Well, Pete, I'd love to do this, but I've got this time constraint. Or, oh, Pete, I'd love to do this, but I don't have the money. Oh, Pete, I don't want, I'd love to do this, but this, 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 or this. Or every time I start, I get off track. Any excuse that you have that's keeping you from achieving the lifestyle that you want and achieving the goals that you want, we can help you with. And we can come up with a way to A, keep you accountable, B, Move you past that mentally so that you can motivate yourself to, to, to do it, uh, and, and help you with a program, help you with getting going. So I'm, I'm offering this for free. I'm not charging a dime. If you want to follow along, if you want access to these templates, just give me, give me an email, give me a call, uh, shoot a DM, whatever. I, I'm, I'm, I'm here to help and I'm here to get the, 
message out. I, I don't want people to have excuses. I want people to feel their best. I want people to live their healthiest versions of themselves. And I see too many people not knowing that they're, the way they feel may feel normal to them, but they don't know how good they could feel. Or they feel like it's, they're too far gone and they can't get started. I know there's a whole multitude of things. And there's some, there's going to be some things that, that are way more, um, we'll say, uh, mental than, than what I can help with. Right. If you have some real mental illness or some some challenges that I am not qualified to deal with, I will help you find someone that is. I'm offering this. I'm putting it out there. I want to help. And not only do I want to help, but I want you guys to know that there is no reason for people to be unhealthy. I know there's a lot of people that have injuries. There's a lot of people that have hereditary problems. There's a lot of people that have um things that have come up that have taken them off of their journey and i get that that's happened to me but at the end of the day there is a will where there's a will there is a way and if you don't have that will i will help you find it so even if you're listening to this and you're like oh, i'm doing great i don't need any help but my buddy needs help or my mom needs help my you know whoever needs help send them my way I'm going to help you. I'm going to I'm going to get on get on here. I'm going to help you find a workout program that works for you. I'm going to help you find a nutrition plan that works for you. I'm going to take away all your excuses. Cuz we can. We have workable models. I guess you know, I'm going to end it now. I'm going to end it here. Thank you for for listening, but let but but listen to this. This is the 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 point here. I'm not trying to shame anyone. I'm not trying to say you know, if you've used excuses, which I have to, that you're a bad person. I'm just trying to say, when I see things online that talk about people being, um, needing to be, uh, oh, I can't even think of the right word. When people spew the information that we need to be a little bit more caring and a little bit more empathetic and all of these things, I get that. I know where you're coming from and I understand it because no one wants to be shamed. No one wants to feel bad about their body or their health status or anything like that, myself included. But personal trainers, and this is just this is just going out to you trainers out there. Your clients are paying you for the results. They're not paying you to be a, your their best friend. And yes, maybe you do become friendly with them and hang out with them socially as I have with some of my clients, but also, you know, they're, they're paying you for accountability. Someone has to be that person that's there to hold them accountable. And that is you as the personal trainer. And if you have a trainer, don't get mad at your trainer. If they're trying to get the best out of you, I've heard it before where clients say, well, I, you know, my trainer is always so mean. He's always pushing me to do this, or he's always nagging me about my diet. Yes, they should. That's what you're paying them to do. They're doing the hard stuff for you, and they're making you do that hard stuff, whether you like it or not. And I, I, I guess after years of watching YouTube and looking at social media and seeing the state of the fitness industry right now and where it's headed, I don't like it. 
I don't like what's, what's prevalent out there in terms of content. And I'm putting my, my reputation on the line and my, and my abilities up for challenge. I, I, again, I'm not saying I'm the best trainer. I'm not saying I know everything. I'm not saying I won't continue to learn and that there's not great trainers out there. What I am saying is I have worked with a lot of people over the last 20 years, helped a lot of people. I want to help more people. I don't want people to feel lost. I am here. Chelsea is here. Brandy's here. Jaime's here. Uh, Ingrid is here. We are all here at the Upstate Performance Project to help, and we'll help you. And if you want these templates that I've been talking about to help keep you accountable, it'll be me directly hold on the other end holding you accountable through these templates. I'll do it for free. Sign up. Let's go. All right. Thanks for joining me. Have a good one. I will see you soon.